Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. You're listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by Nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no-nonsense advice with thought-provoking interviews. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Ask Nurse Alice podcast, the show where we talk about anything and everything nursing and healthcare related. I'm your host, Alice Benjamin, clinical nurse specialist, family nurse practitioner, and chief nursing officer at Nurse.org. Now, on today's show, we have a special guest. As you guys know, I love talking to nurses and other healthcare professionals. We like hearing their stories, their journeys, and you know all the different career opportunities that they're that are out there. And so today, it's a real pleasure for me and Nurse.org, who, by the way, thanks to them, shout out to them for hosting the podcast. Always make sure to visit Nurse.org. Plug for them. Um, but you know today's guest, um, she's a nurse. Her name is Raquel Perez, and she is the chief nursing officer for Gales. So if you haven't heard of Gales, I don't know what rock you've been under. But Gels um, is the new microbial nursing shoe. It's comfortable. It's cozy. But we're gonna, you know, you've you've got to. You've had to have seen this before. I'm pretty sure. If you're, especially if you're nursing, you're on your feet, or any healthcare professional who's on your feet for a long time. Or if you don't know about them, you're gonna know about them now. So please welcome to the show, Raquel. Hi, it's so good to be here. Thanks for coming, Raquel. We're excited to have you. Now, one thing, you know, we always. Love, love, love hearing nurses' stories, their journey. Like, why did you become a nurse? What drew you to the profession? And then spill over into some of your experience. So please do tell, Raquel. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'll start by saying that I wasn't the person who knew what they wanted to do with the rest of their life. I like to say that nursing kind of chose me in a weird way. I just remember being in high school, being a senior, trying to figure it out. And I was volunteering for a long time at my local emergency hospital. I was just doing like patient transport, very simple. But I was really drawn to the staff that were there and specifically the nurses. And what I loved most was seeing how they interacted with patients. So that stuck with me for a very long time. And then, you know, we had career days and whatnot. I did some more research. And again, I was just drawn to the genuine love and empathy that nurses as humans, but also as career professionals display. So it was like from that moment on, my my entire focus was becoming a nurse. And I really wanted to be specifically a NICU nurse. So it was kind of like, I want to be a nurse and I want to be working with babies. So that was like my goal at 17, going into college. <laughs> um and which is kind of wild to think about how I just like immediately <laughs> was drawn to like, yep, we're going to go into full NICU mode. But that's what it was. And so I spent a wonderful four years in the University of Rhode Island. I'm formerly from New England, had the best time, although at times the worst times because nursing school is very hard. <laughs> I did uh, have a little bit of a struggle actually with passing NCLEX once I graduated. It did take me four times which at first was hard, but it's now something that I am proud to say that I went through. 
it feels like eons ago, I'll be honest, especially after having like a whole career now. But it is important to remind fellow nursing students, I think, that things are tough. So you can't just pretend like it's easy to go through. And when I finally did pass, it was a lot of trial and error. I still very much wanted to be in the NICU straight away. It didn't pan out that way for me. I started in med surge cardiac, then went to oncology, then um, dabbled a little bit in women's health. And then finally, my last specialty was NICU. So a whirlwind, I would say, in what was four years worth of working bedside. But now, ironically enough, I think it's very strange how I, I had this goal and this dream, and now I'm doing something very different, but still in the nursing field. It's a beautiful thing, though. Um, I now work for Gales as the chief nursing officer. So a whirlwind, like I said, a very well rounded, I think, in my opinion, experience and observation of different specialties, but also the fact that I was able to land where I wanted to was a big accomplishment. And then now working one-on-one with nurses, with partners on the other side has been such a blessing. And I think it was needed too. So I'm, I'm happy to be here, happy to talk about, you know, the difference of bedside versus business and nursing. And all the different things that you get to do with your license, because there's a lot. It's not just a one track setting. Well, I think that's the beauty of nursing. I mean, literally, you know, there are some fundamental components that we all are required to learn that prepare us for NCLEX and entry level in nursing. It's just entry, guys. Like once you get into nursing, like there's a whole nother layer of things that you will learn. So you know, you mentioned a few different specialties in which you worked in. I'm sure when you went to those specialties, there was more education, there was more training. There's always learning. But the beauty of nursing is that you can change your specialty at any given moment um, should you decide you want to do something else. You're not like stuck uh, right. in one particular specialty. Like you, it sounds like you went to med search first, which is kind right. of a, a very general area. You're going to see a lot of different things. And then from there, you can fine tune. So that's interesting. You know, I never really wanted to do NICU because they're so small, little, like <laughs> little babies can crash so fast. And I'm like, I don't know where I'm gonna put this IV. Like, I don't know where it's gonna go. And, you know, I see IVs like in the forehead. I'm like, mm-mm, yeah. mm-mm. Well, you know, yes, that definitely like in my process of figuring out specialties. And by the way, I was changing like, every year, I was going to a different specialty because I like, change of pace. I'm somebody who can get kind of bored if I don't change things in my job. I felt bad at times having leaving as often as I did, but I wanted to really work my way up to NICU. Um, But it's true. They are very fragile. They're very small. I never did a scalp IV because I was always so scared I'd bring in the manager to do that instead. But it was such a fulfilling time in my life. And honestly, the patients, the families themselves like made that job for me and as did the other specialties. But there's something about NICU and seeing a baby, a newborn and knowing that like I'm the immediate first care provider for them. It just like fulfilled me endlessly every single day that I was there. Right. And guys, you for those of you listening, you have to understand that Raquel's being very, you know, general about like sex for like rolling off her back, like nothing serious. But NICU are some sick, sick babies. These are babies that are like neonatal within the first 30 days, too sick to go home. And I've seen, you know, I've, I've strolled by the NICU. I see them intubated. They're, you know, their little NG tubes, like their lines, like their skin is sometimes so translucent. Like you can literally see their the little heartbeat palpating. I'm like, oh my God, it's going to pop out the chest. 
any second now. So even someone like myself with ICU and ER experience, like NICU is a, like hats off to the NICU <laughs> nurses because I wouldn't even know what to do. I mean, like literally the whole baby can fit like probably two or three of them in your hand sometimes because they're so tiny. It's hard. And that's like, there were like, I had babies that were less than a pound sometimes. Like we had diapers that were, I don't know, as big as my like thumb. It it, it gets, it is hard. It is a hard specialty to be in for sure. And you're right. I was downplaying it a little bit, but there are sick kids Um, so I think that's the duality of nursing. Like as much as you can have like joy and fulfillment and happiness, like there's also really hard moments and that can be something that takes a toll on you. And I do remember like my first neonatal death. That was really difficult. Ironically, that was not in the NICU. That was actually when I was in women's health. What we were doing in that hospital was when a mom I was work. It was the same maternity hospital, just a different floor and specialty. When a mom had a IUD death and they wanted to have the baby at bedside, we would allow that. We would have them be there. So I was the nurse for the mother, but I still was taking care of the the newborn who had passed away. And I that has never left me. That moment. It was a very difficult, hard time. The patient was so great and so understanding, and she even was apologizing to me for the fact that the baby had passed and she was saying, you know, it must be really hard for you. And I was just thinking like, no, this must be hard. Like, don't say I'm okay. But things like that, I carry for sure. In the NICU, I had a patient, we have patients that are there for a long time. Most are chronic, can be there for several months. Some of them are even toddlers and don't know anything other than a hospital bed is really difficult to see. And I remember I had a baby that was chronic. He ended up passing away when I had left in the morning after getting off my shift and had had him the whole night. And that like those are really tough moments and you get to know the family so well. I mean, but again, that is the duality of being a nurse. That is what makes us unique as a profession, but also as people. And I absolutely give a lot of credit and, you know, give I think a lot of my skills as a person, adaptability, definitely empathy, understanding for people. I mean, that is because I'm I'm a nurse and was working at bedside with some of the toughest situations, but also some of the best at the same time. Now, and it sounds like in your nursing career, you, you've been able to pivot and change specialties. Again, the beauty of nursing and you so from med surge, I think you said mentioned cardiac, uh, cardiology, cardiac unit women's health to NICU. And now you've pivoted away from bedside into a different role completely. So first, let me just ask, was that something expected, not planned? Like, was that in the, was that in the, like the five-year, 10-year plan to do? So how did you prepare for something like that? It was kind of both, oddly enough. I think like when I thought about my career and five-year plan, as you said, as a whole, I really did want to do like leadership or management. That was always like the thought process there. And the idea of going back to school was very attractive to me and just like moving up kind of in the nursing ladder, if you will. And then COVID happened. (laughs) And I think for a lot, probably all healthcare and, and medical people and nurses, 
it really made me think differently about how I wanted to move and how I wanted to create a career that was beneficial for me as a person and not just me as a nurse. And for a while, I think I was moving as just like Raquel, a nurse. And that was my like only identity, which I loved and I still do. But I was forgetting that I am like somebody whole besides that. I have a family. I have aspirations besides my career. I have friends and family. And I was still a new nurse, I would say, when it was the peak of the pandemic. At that point, I was working on an ONC med surge floor that was taking in COVID patients. It was scary. You know, we all know how things went. But for me, I was like so burnt out and feeling very just sad and hopeless as a lot of people were. And when I got back to like my five-year plan, I really thought to myself, like, do I want to be a manager? What does that entail? What are the responsibilities, at least in, in a hospital staff setting? What would that look like for me? Would I be more burnt out? Would I feel fulfilled and happy? Like I was asking myself really hard questions that I wasn't before. And I think that made a huge difference for me. So in that way, it was planned. But the way that I came about Gales and working where I do now, that was not. (laughs) Initially, I was very passively looking for new things. I was looking for remote positions. I was looking for um, non-bedside, like case manager, just anything that was kind of stepping away from bedside because I started to feel like internally I was looking at it in a very negative way. And it was affecting my practice or not my practice because I was definitely like still a very good nurse, but my mood. Was this during the pandemic where you, you started these emotions started to get like stronger and this desire yeah. to start looking for other things? Okay, so we're in the pandemic. We're all being, you know, we don't, this is probably a time where we, we know that obviously there's a virus, but maybe we didn't have vaccines yet. We definitely don't have treatment for it yet, but yeah, flooded. So we're flooded with patients. Like we're working overtime, no breaks, no bathroom breaks, no lunch breaks, like running out of medications and spaces. And we're working really, really hard. So I can imagine the frustration, the dissatisfaction. Um, Although we love taking care of people, guys, please know that, especially if you're a non-healthcare professional listening or tuning in for the first time. You know, this this is a safe place. We, We as healthcare professionals, we love taking care of patients. But just as much as you all get tired working, we get tired working, too, especially when we're the stakes are high and our resources and support are minimal. So during this pandemic, Rachel, so these thoughts are coming. You're starting to look. Okay. So what happened next? (laughs) Then I was like, I I was not in the NICU. Then I was starting to passively look for things beyond bedside. NICU came up. I was offered, took it. So this is about 2021, 2022 ish time. Got into the NICU six months, absolute best time of my life. I mean, the whole time I was there was the best time, to be honest. And I will say too, the other thing, my head was like, okay, I'm in another place in the hospital where we don't take COVID patients. So I'm good. (laughs) That was like my thought too, was kind of like a little self-preservation along with, oh my God, I'm going to be in my dream job, my dream specialty. Like this is finally the moment. And I think, like I said, around six months, Mark, we did start taking COVID babies. I think it kind of triggered like a little bit of PTSD in a way for me, especially because I was recognizing that the unit I had come from, we were much more prepared in terms of what to do when you get a COVID patient than Nikki was because they hadn't had any. 
So I was starting to feel a little frustrated that I was one of the only nurses who knew how to move correctly at first. And on top of that, we were lacking resources to appropriately handle those patients. I mean, we eventually got them, but I was, again, feeling like a bit of that trigger, that internal frustration. It was nothing with the patients or the families. It was everything with the system that was starting to come back for me. And so when that started happening, my joy, I feel a little bit got got um, dampered. And I, I didn't like that feeling. And I didn't like feeling like I was somewhere that I worked for in essence, my whole life from 17 years old until that point. And then it wasn't as sweet as I had thought it would be. And it wasn't as sweet as my day one of orientation either. The honeymoon phase was over. It really, it really was starting to be over. And I, and, but I remember feeling such guilt and feeling those feelings and feeling such conflict of like, again, what is my next move here? Because I can't live like this. I can't live at a point. And and also, I was working night shift. So I was like extremely exhausted 24-7. Like that's just baseline when you work night shift, right? Um, so all of these things were piling up against each other. And then I was like, we need to revisit the idea of stepping away from bedside and looking at other roles, other positions, maybe even just another hospital could be the switch. That was where my head was. And then kind of like without intentionally looking for gales, they appeared. During my time in the NICU, I also on the side was kind of dabbling in the like creator, social media, influencing world. I mean, very basic, like not anything significant. I'm definitely not an influencer, but (laughs) I was getting deals to promote products with brands and would get like some cash and money. So at that time, I was signed up on a website called Activate, which basically just like links creators to brands and and does that for you. And so literally, it's wild because I feel like I manifested this all happening. But I remember sitting in my living room simultaneously on one tab, having like jobs open on my computer and the next having Activate open, like just trying to make a deal to get like some cash on the side. And Gales came up. It was something like calling all nurses. We're looking for creators to help like promote our shoes. They were running a campaign. And so I applied for it, thought nothing of it, went to work that night, still was feeling these frustrated feelings like, dang, what do I do? And and that was kind of like it. I didn't think about Gales again. Got the shoes, did the campaign, loved the shoes, and thought to myself, like, gee, I wonder maybe if I could like reach out and see if there's like opportunity here for something further than like a one-off brand deal, like something like an ambassadorship. Like that's how I was looking at them as a company because I just was like, so for the product. And then ironically enough, they reached out to me first and said, Hey, we want to talk to you about like a more integrated partnership of sorts. We love the content that you did. And they were brand, brand new at the time too. So they my um, input on some some creative things that they were working on, some campaigns. So I was like, yes, let's do it. And I was looking at that very much so as a creative outlet. And again, still at the same time, simultaneously looking for jobs, applying actively, by the way, at that point for like, I think I applied to like a case manager job, something remote, something with insurance. I really wanted to just like 
have a switch up, even though moving away from Nikki was heartbreaking. I needed just like a change of pace in terms of the setting. So yeah, I met with the Gales team. We immediately synced. I just felt like their energy was so incredible in terms of what they wanted to do, how they wanted to grow the brand, their team. And we just saw very much eye to eye creatively. And so initially, I was hired as a medical consultant, um, which was easy for me to balance. It required me to um, consult with them on a like part-time basis, help them with, again, the creative ideals, kind of be like their point person to represent nurses was such an honor and still is currently. And then after doing that for three months, I approached my boss, Rob, who's the founder of Gales, and said, I love this company. I love what you're doing here. I love the product. And I love nursing. I love nurses. And I felt like there was so much support that nurses needed and I needed that I wasn't getting. And in a brand that sells shoes, maybe that link wouldn't be something you would think of immediately. But I was so willing to help bring that to the table. So I pitched the idea of me coming on full time as chief nursing officer and helping being support for nurses holistically, mentally, physically, community wise. And now we're here. So it's been a journey, a beautiful journey. And I'm just like grateful for all of it, to be honest. (laughs) That sounds like an amazing story and probably a story that many people in current state probably are doing. They probably have one tab open on Indeed or LinkedIn and another tab, you know, looking for similar opportunities, you know, to do something, something a little bit different, but still income earning. Um, Because let's face it, we all have bills. We care about taking care of patients, but we do have bills that we take care of. Now, let me ask a couple of questions that I'm sure some of our listeners are curious to know. So title chief nursing officer. So many of us are familiar with that like in the in a regular hospital setting, right? Mm-hmm. And the chief nursing officer is almost like the principal at the school in a sense, right? Kind of like they represent nursing. You think of like, this is the head nurse of the hospital. You think about all of the duties that they do in a in a clinical patient care setting. Someone might, probably was, is looking at you like, oh my gosh, I'd be interested in doing that. Like, what do I have to do? Like, what does my day-to-day look like? What am I responsible yeah. for? So can you kind of walk us through a day of what it's like to be a chief nursing officer uh, with Gales? Yeah. And you're totally right. Being a chief nursing officer in a hospital setting is very different from what I'm currently doing now. We went back and forth with like a couple titles and just landed on this one. But what I do basically, I'm like a conduit between Gales and nurses. And so I am facilitating partnerships I'm helping a little bit with the marketing, making sure we're on brand, we're coming up with new initiatives that help nurses beyond just the product itself. I wear a lot of hats and I dabble in a lot of areas. So in that way, I think it's similar to what chief nursing officers do in hospital settings. But my job is a little more fun, I think. It's not like the checks and balances so much. It's it's really talking with people and connecting And I really am like huge on making sure we're aligning with partners that want to advance the profession, that want to um, align with us and our mission as a brand, but also like be there for nurses. So in that way, I really feel like the manager role I was striving for when it came to bedside is really what I'm doing now. It's just, you know, very two different settings. It's not the patient setting, but it is still 
that leadership, that um, communication with brands and hospitals and staffing agencies and nurses. I do a lot of event planning. A, a lot of what I like to do and do in my job is just connection. And at the end of the day, I think you know that is what chief nursing officers everywhere are meant to represent and, and do. But truly, at, at Gales, at least in what I'm doing here now, I really feel like I am the middleman between us and nurses. And, you know, it, it's been such a joy and such a wonderful thing to transition to. We are a small team. We've been around for, I think, two years. I might be, I think we celebrated our second birthday recently. Um, so we're pretty fresh still and pretty new. I think I was just at the right place at the right time, but I am working at a sh- company that sells fashion for nurses as a nurse, which I think is such a unique thing. I mean, there are so many brands out there, right? And there's so many like places you can buy your apparel. But not always do you see a medical personnel on the team and in a sweet C-suite level position. And when I pitched that to Gales, it they were like, yeah, of course, absolutely. That's a no-brainer to have an expert on like a nurse be on our side. And I just have so much love and appreciation for them, like really seeing that vision and taking it, running with it, because not everyone would. I've always said this in every sector of every type of career ever, a nurse should be at the table. But not everyone sees it that way because they see either like hospital or like aid for a doctor. There's very much like not the right mindset still when it comes to what we do. But if you think about it, we are people who are adaptable, versatile. We listen well. We have incredible skills, communication. Like, why wouldn't we be at the table of every type of sector, profession possible? The sky's the limit. And so I, in wanting to make this happen, had to remind myself that, like, I deserve a seat here. And more so because we're selling to the audience that I'm from and the customer base that I literally am. So and again, very grateful that that was received well, because it is a rare thing, in my opinion, to find. It is. It is. Uh, again, most people associate, and it's interesting because my role at nurse.org as chief nursing officer as yeah, well, right. people ask me all the time, like, so what do you do? Um, right. <laughs> and, the, and the role is, it has con- continued to evolve because we just did our first peer-reviewed uh, nursing report. We're looking at data. So we're actually tying in a lot of research and evidence in what we do. And I think wearing the nursing hat is and collaborating with nurse.org. We bring these as nurses, we bring these things to the table to kind of, you know, open the eyes of those. I mean, nurse.org is awesome. They're great. And but to get the feedback from nurses to help guide their the the vehicle, the to get closer to the uh, objectives, right? So putting that nursing touch on things and making sure that it's operating well in the nursing space. This is how nurses think. This is what we do. This is how we do things. And so um, it works well together. So that's interesting. You know what? Side note, I've never done an episode about just chief nurse officers outside of the hospital. That'd be a really cool episode to do to talk about all the different things we do. But let me also say this. So, you know, as a nurse, taking care of patients, obviously, is what we're we're trained to do. But you're still taking care of people. And I don't think nurses, we never view ourselves as patients, although we can be the patient at any given moment. Right. We can be a nurse and we're, we're actually in the patient bed. We're, we're still looking at ourselves as nurses. But no, we're patients sometimes, guys. We're patients. And so it sounds like you're able to contribute to Gail's from a nursing's perspective to help 
take care of nurses and other healthcare professionals who are wearing their apparel. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Gail's um, emerged from the pandemic. The founder had a family member who was uh, impacted by COVID. And then he found uh, an interest and a passion of making sure that nurses had the appropriate proper PPE to do their jobs and discovered that there really isn't much PPE for your shoes other than the little bootsy covers. So then here comes the birth of uh, Gail's shoes, which are antimicrobial. And so that's interesting because, yeah, all we did have was the booty covers. And then, I mean, shoes honestly and and i that's why i was drawn initially to them as a company and was like let me send a quick pitch for like a small campaign (laughs) when i was still doing that content because it's true and i hadn't at that time either and rob's story is so beautiful and i'm glad you mentioned it because he saw a need in a profession he wasn't necessarily part of and i mean he had a background in, in design and shoe making before that but because he saw the work that nurses do, what we were going through, the lack of resources, how empathetic and willing to help his family member come out. I mean, he was, to my understanding, really incredibly sick. But they, the staff that was taking care of Rob's connection ended up deciding last minute to switch into a vent by Ford Motors that had just come out. And it saved his life. So that quick thinking, that sharp skills, the willingness to advocate for somebody, Rob saw it all and he was really touched. And so it is like a labor of love in a way, the shoe itself for nurses and a a tribute to what we went through in COVID and what we continue to see. I mean, hospitals are, are dirty. Every like everything is dirty, but especially hospitals. We don't really pay attention. The to ER that. floor is very dirty, guys. Oh Let me just tell God. you that. You ever drop something on the ER floor, leave it there. It's yeah. lost cause. I mean, one of the board members of Gail shared a story where her three-year-old, I believe, touched her shoe after she her mom came home from work, who's a nurse, and ended up getting, I think it was either C. diff or MRSA from touching it and putting her hand. Because kids do that. So it's definitely a need in a profession that needed it. So I'm happy to share what we do and what we have available for nurses. But you're totally right. It's taking care of people who take care of others. And it's and of our feet. To- we got to take care of our feet, guys. There's no such thing as a foot transplant. Um, <laughs> we're on these bad boys all day. It's like literally out of a 12-hour shift, you're on them for like what feels like 16 hours. You're standing all the time. I'm, and then, you know, when we have problems with our feet, because they have to be comfortable they have to provide support. It's great that they're antimicrobial because we know all kinds of stuff flies around in the hospital. But these are such important things because if we don't take good care of our feet, that can start and lead to other problems, ankle pain, knee pain, back pain, and like it'll just go up the whole spinal column there. So that's good that, you know, Rob, because he was so... And he was inspired by nurses taking care of his family member that he then became inspired to use his gifts and his talents as he said he was in fashion or shoe design to then create a product which was much needed, especially during the time of COVID, antimicrobial, anything that's going to either kill a virus, bacteria or slow down its growth. Hey, we were all for it. Okay, because 
last time I checked, nobody's putting hand sanitizer or wiping off their shoes between patients. You might wash your hands and your stethoscope. Some of y'all don't even wipe your stethoscope, let's be honest. But I mean, wiping your shoes. We're not wiping shoes. And then you come home. I hope everybody's taking off their, their work shoes at the front door and not tracking it in their house. Please, please. I mean, if not for you and your family, for your dog or for your cat or whoever is in there, please. A hold of it and like spread it around. It's gross. You know, it is. It is. And, and how many people wipe your shoes before you go home? If if anything out of this podcast, take away the little purple wipes. Wipe your shoes before you get in your car or something. Be, please wipe. the Not just the top, but the bottoms. I always do that. They're gross. This harbor a lot of bacteria. So I yeah. know there's a lot of people that like to wear like Nike trainers to work. And then you wear them in the gym. Gross. Ugh. Wipe your laces or just get gals because they don't have any. But like laces are so many things that harbor bacteria. And now that I work with gals, mm-hmm. it like speaks me out because I know. <laughs> I've seen like the studies and I'm like, wow, Ugh, gross. <laughs> well, this is so interesting. And it's so refreshing to hear that companies that are providing services or products to nurses have now incorporated within their teams nurses um, so that we can feel like we can feel heard. You know, you're our voice. You're our voice through through Gales, you know, so you know firsthand what nurses are saying and thinking and doing when it comes to our work and our practice. So let's make sure that we're meeting the needs of our customers and incorporating these things. So that's awesome. Now, what are some things that um, we can look forward to as far as you know, seeing you at Gales and what Gales is going to be doing to help support nurses? Oh, man, there's a lot that's on the way. I'm not sure how much I can share. (laughs) However, we just did an event, an in-person event in San Francisco with our wonderful partner, The Nursing Beat. Um, So I think looking forward to more things like that, where we're in person connecting face-to-face with our community. And by the way, I love doing that so much because hearing nurses' stories about what they went through during the pandemic or currently what they're going through, especially new nurses. It's so refreshing and good to hear just the desire to like advance the profession and to, I mean, there's really so many nurses that are like looking at their self-care interests, holistic, like, what do I want to do? Like what I was questioning and, and the, um, that view and perspective. So more in-person things, Um, We have some more styles that are coming out that we're really excited about. Some great partnerships. We're really rocking and rolling for 2023. And I'm so pumped. And you're absolutely right. I, in this job, feel like I have such a voice. And for a while at bedside, there were moments where I didn't necessarily feel like I was always heard. And I was like a number and a sea of people. And now... I am like valued beyond belief (laughs) Um, that again, it just makes me feel very grateful for the journey that I've had to get to this point. Um, All the things that I've learned and to really like have that trust. They have such an immense trust in me to be the point person um, for the nursing community, which I know is a huge responsibility and I don't take lightly at all. Um, And I'm very honored to have, and I, I, you know, I, I keep saying it, but it's so true. Like, I'm just so grateful to be in this role because it's one hard to find a job where you really sink um, mentally, physically with it. Emotionally, 
I now have such a better work-life balance. I feel like I'm doing things that I always dreamed to do as a nurse that I couldn't do in staffing. I mean, that was also like a struggle for me was I really liked creation and video and social media. That's why I did it a little bit. Um, But I didn't know how to expand and like actually make it something that was bigger and, and, you know, worth the time. And now I'm doing it. And also um, connecting with partners and community. It's just been like a culmination of years worth of looking for something that filled me in the way that patients do while filling me as like Raquel the human beyond just the nurse. Um, I love it. It's inspiring to people to hear other opportunities. I mean, obviously, many of us go to bedside um, because that's what we're trained to do. And that's what we're most familiar with. But, you know, at everyone has a little bit of a different journey, whether they have to or whether they want to. Sometimes we have to exit the bedside and do something differently. Sometimes it's temporary, sometimes it's permanent. But it's good to know that there are other opportunities and that, you know, I like to tell people, whatever there's a problem, people, wherever there are people and there's a problem, there's always going to be a need for a nurse because we are natural born problem solvers and we are caregivers. And so we're going to make it happen, y'all. We, we just are. We're going to figure out a way. And so before we let you go, Raquel, can you tell us uh, where can we go to find out more information about you as well as Gales? Well, if you want to look for Gales, our website is wheregales.com. And that's actually the handle for all of our socials. We do lots of fun things on socials. So keep an eye out for great deals, giveaways, etc. Um, and then for me, I do, um, I am like revamping my brand a little bit on social. So you can follow me at uh, Raquel Lynn Perez. That's my full name. Um, but mostly you'll probably see my face at Gail's events on Gail's socials. All right. Love it. Thank you so much, Raquel, um, for your time today and sharing your journey and your story and inspiring other nurses and future nurses to know that you can do more things than you know, things beyond the bedside. You can enter into business, so many other things, guys, that you can do in nursing. That's the beauty of it. So thank you so much to Raquel. Thank you so much to Gales. We appreciate you. And then also thanks to nurse.org for always um, sponsoring the podcast. You know, nurse.org is such a great platform. It's actually the largest online nursing platform for nurses. We talk about everything from profession to practice, business, school, student loans, what's piping hot as far as tea, politics and what's going on in the public. So we're like a one-stop shop for so much information. So if you haven't already, please make sure to visit nurse.org and make sure to subscribe to the newsletter. And then as far as this podcast, please, on your favorite platform, wherever you're listening to this right now, leave a rating and review. We'd love to know what you think. And that helps us get the show out to more people as well. Uh, and share with a friend, a colleague, a classmate, manager, coworker, future nurse. Hey, we really want to get the word out. We really are here to support nurses, future nurses, and even other healthcare professionals, guys. So thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Nurse Alice. I love talking with y'all all the time. Make sure to follow me and nurse.org on social. You can email me at nursealice at nurse.org, or you can send me a text or voicemail at 725-910-9676. And also at that same number, you can let us know. Do you have an idea for the podcast? Do you want to be a guest? Let us know what you're thinking. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that number is 725 910 9676. Till next time, guys, please make good choices, be kind to one another, and live well, my friends. Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education, and community resources.